Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. You're joining us here for episode 106. I'm Tom, joined as always by Jim. Great to see you, Jim. How are you? I am good. Uh, I am live at the Pontiac Silverdome, and uh, which looks a lot better than it really does now since it doesn't exist anymore. Um, and you're live from Nundisco's location, as people can see if they're watching on YouTube. So uh, Tom's in the Witness Protection Program this morning. Hope you're safe. No, I'm kidding here. Um, anything going on in wrestling? I don't know. <laughs> a lot, a lot going on in wrestling. It's, it's, a lot it's, going it's, on. It's, yeah, and it's it's that time of year. Uh, you know, I I love college basketball, so you know March Madness is the is what I think of. But you know, wrestling in March too is kind of like a March Madness, especially when you have what we're going to talk about today and like the fallout from AEW Revolution uh, and the results there, and then the builds uh, that are underway fully for um, WrestleMania, another two-night extravaganza, and uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. Absolutely. And Supercard of Honor coming yeah. as well that weekend, yep. so, um, which, which may play a little bit into our Revolution conversations as well. Um, but first, I feel like I want to play some somber music. Head-to-head mm. uh, -head update. Uh, if you listened to our picks last week, uh, we had two differences among those eight matches that we picked. Uh, that was the trios match. Tom had House of Black, and I had the Elite. And then the tag title match. Tom had the guns. I had the Acclaimed. Although as soon as Tom picked the guns and laid out his explanation, I immediately wanted to uh, change my pick. But that's not how we do things here. We stay with what we do, with what we said, uh, unless we throw a caveat in because there's going to be some change to the match or something. But... Uh, so Tom got both of those right, and he went an incredible 8-0 for AEW's Revolution. And uh, I went a respectable 6-2, and two, uh, but that doesn't matter. When you had a one-match lead going in and you lose two, Tom, you're the new leader. Baby, I love it. I love it. Yeah, and so 19-5 and five is where I stand to your 18-6. and six. I, I can't remember. I know we talked about this when we did our uh, end, uh, end of the year 22 and starting 23. We I had, had all those stats and walked through them. I no longer have those. Um, I just have the, the cumulative total from 22. Um, I can't remember the last time I went undefeated, nor the last time I, that I led. Um, you may have that there, which would be awesome. Yeah, July to December of last year, neither of us went. Un neither of us were perfect in any of those shows. Uh, in January through June, uh, I was perfect for elimination. We were both perfect for elimination chamber, and you were perfect for day one. Okay. Uh, so now, as far as when the lead was, yeah, that would take me a minute. Um, but yeah, so it's been a little while since either of us had a perfect uh, pick, and uh, you you nailed it. You nailed it with uh, eight no for Evolution. So. All that uh, AEW watching has actually finally paid off. <laughs> right? As if Neither of us uh, saw the show, though. No, no. Yeah, I know. I like how that's that's the caveat. I've been watching everything on their regular platforms, and then it came time to plunk down the cashola and no dice. It just didn't work, I think, uh, for either of us, as we spoke about last week, and just, just in the rhythms of our personal lives, didn't didn't pan out. Yeah, no, that uh, was... No, I just did. That was it. And 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 now with this one match lead, um, in a few weeks here, we're gonna have four shows to pick. And I was trying to do the math quickly in my head. Easily probably twenty five matches to pick. So there's a lot gonna be on the table. Um, 
we're gonna you know we've picked 24 matches thus far we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna probably equal or surpass that with with the with the wrestlemania weekend events that we'll be picking so lots of room for uh for change i don't want to say your change my change just change we'll just, just play change. yeah we're just gonna walk that line today and, and in the last week the next uh presumably three events after wrestlemania have all been announced as well uh backlash at the beginning of may in puerto rico uh king and queen of the ring uh, we often pick the we do pick the saudi shows um now that one might be a little interesting depending on how it's set up and the, uh, how big each tournament is if it's only four people that make it to that pay-per-view that makes it a little easier to pick if it's you know eight people tournaments um i don't know it'll be interesting to see how that plays out but king and queen of the ring uh, at uh, Memorial Day weekend in Saudi Arabia, because nothing says Memorial Day in the United States like a Saudi Arabia show. Uh, and Vince isn't involved in creative, right? He's not running anything. Anyways, um, I know they've got a deal, whatever. It's a thing. And then uh, Double or Nothing on Sunday night of Memorial Day weekend. So uh, Memorial Day weekend going to be another busy uh, show as well for us yeah. with King and Queen of the Ring and, and Double or Nothing to pick. So uh, lots of shows coming up. Like you said, there's a, usually yeah, 20, 25 matches, 25 plus maybe. Um, you figure if they have seven to eight matches each night at WrestleMania, right? There's say 16 and then, you know, stand deliver probably have about five and Supercard of Honor might have 12. Um, who knows what the way Tony Khan books pay-per-views. So uh, neither of us did see Revolution, but we both have obviously... Uh, read all of the results and, and probably a lot of the commentary and, and seen what some of our friends said about the show and uh, everything I've heard sounds like it was a really fun show. Um, sounds like it had a couple of real, uh, at, at least one, if not two match of the year type candidate matches um, and a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, and then dynamite this weekend or this weekend, this week followed up on it. <clears throat> and uh, Tom, you've seen dynamite. I've seen about half of it, but I've read the rest of it. Um, and, and we'll see the rest of it probably tonight, uh, is I think in the way that our lives are working, but, um, what, what were your thoughts as you read the results besides the fact, of course, that you were very happy about two results in particular, um, what were your thoughts about revolution? Yeah. So from the results standpoint, I mean, clearly, cause I, I was able to pick eight, no, not, not surprised in the outcomes. Cause it's what, right. I, it's what I predicted to happen. So that was reaffirming for me. Um, I read that it was a really strong and possibly the most strong in ring show, which I love professional wrestling from that standpoint. So having missed that, like that was my, like my lament <laughs> coming out of, of Sunday night going, dang, man, that a really good in ring show. And then again, when you think about, some of the matches that were there but i think last week i specifically named three things that i was like man those are gonna kill and that's exactly what i would have tuned in for now granted if it was overall from beginning to end solid in ring even better um yeah so a, a lot of like what happened on sunday you know feeds into into dynamite because you know you have a texas death match that appeared to be incredibly brutal and then you have those entities still involved on Wednesday. So, like Texas and Death is like that not done. I, yeah, right. That's 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 where I that's where I was uh, at with the thinking. And then now I just this morning um, I saw they've already announced uh, Blackpool Combat Club 
uh, I think it's Mox, Claudio, and Wheeler yep. against Page, Uno, and Dos, uh, or yeah. Stu, Stu Grayson, uh, which it would be, I think it's his return to the company because they're in Canada next week. So that's kind of cool. Probably a one-off, I'm assuming. But I would yeah. I would imagine so as well. Like, what a great, I mean, a, a great way to get Blackpool Combat Club some steam back. And, um, and, de- have, and definitely what I would consider a heel turn on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So... So that's that's very interesting. Uh, you know, the stuff with MJF and Brian Danielson, I mean, amazing. Like again, and that's that's probably the match that I'm, I'm most disappointed in. I did call it. I they they did have to go to overtime. So yep. you, you, sure you know, did. I actually got get bonus points for that. And I'm just kidding, I don't. Um, I wish. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and they, they had seven falls, so that uh that's or seven, yeah, seven balls. Yeah. So yeah, like that. Th- those things to me were the big standouts. Um, Sounds like I'm, the trios match killed too. Yeah. So I know what we like to do oftentimes after pay per view, and and we can talk more about your thoughts and some more stuff on Dynamite. Um, we'd like to kind of think, okay, what will the top three matches be for Double or Nothing? Um, and I, I'm I'm eager to hear what your thinking is on that. Um, I haven't had a chance to really commit. Just something I think I think I know what the main event will be, but I, but other than that I don't know uh, how I feel or see things going. So, um, what were your thoughts as you as you read the results and saw some of the commentary? I you know it, it, well well the two results that I got wrong didn't shock me because I I did say I wanted the House of Black to win like but my heart wanted them to win because I'm I've been a Malachi Black fan for a long long time and I just feel like he has been very underutilized. Uh, in AEW overall, uh, came in red hot, and then they just kind of didn't do anything with him after that. Um, so I was really glad to see the House of Black win, even though it meant a loss for me in the Pickums, um, or in the head-to-head, and the Pickums for that matter, because <laughs> in our fantasy league, I stayed with my picks here. Um, I almost switched that tag pick to the guns in the Pickums, and I I should have, uh, clearly, but uh, your your rationale played out almost perfectly. Uh, I think one thing that we did not see coming was FTR coming out after the the tag title match and welcome back. I mean, you and I have both said probably our, this is sad to say this way, but probably our favorite tag team going today, you know, the Briscoes would have been in that conversation with me, for me, and I think for you uh, until unfortunately, you know, Jay's passing in January. Uh, and I don't know at let me ask this in a way that I don't give anything away. Have you read anything about Rampage tonight? I, I saw the Mark. I saw the Mark Briscoe announcement, which maybe will be on TV tonight. Maybe it won't. Maybe it was just for something that they'll put on Honor Club next week. I don't know. That's what yeah. I wondered if they're going to either if it'll be on Rampage or if they'll intersperse it into next week's like Ring of Honor um, TV show or even last night's. I haven't. I, I read the results of the tapings when they happened. I haven't read anything about last night's show since it aired for Ring of Honor. I've heard nothing but good things about the first Ring of Honor show, by the way. Yeah, and um, I can tell you, I, I perused the results from last night's episode two, and that's, that 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 announcement or that segment was not in, interspersed. Was not into um, that. Mark, Mark Briscoe was a part of the show, but it oh, was that's right. per, pertaining to probably what he'll be doing at Supercard of Honor. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And we're trying to stay spoiler, you know. I'll do respect uh, to those who other folks. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll probably talk about that next week, but interesting at least there. Um, 
this is a show that you know I didn't get to see. This is one where I wish AEW had a streaming service, even if it was the Honor Club situation where the pay-per-views would air three months after they actually air, which I, I don't like um, that three-month wait. But if this aired, you know, was going to be up on a streaming service in three months, they'd probably get my 10 bucks in three months if that's what the cost was so that I could watch MJF and Danielson so that I could watch the trios map. You know, I would probably go back and watch this one three months later since I didn't get a chance. Um, probably not going to plunk down the 50 bucks on Bleacher Report to watch it after the fact. I, you know, now that I know the results, I don't really want to pay $50 for it, but I would pay $10. Um to take time and, and watch it in a few months. And and that day will come, I'm sure, that they'll have some sort of a, a service. And I mean, Honor Club, hello? Um, you freaking have a service? Why don't you just make it AEW slash ROH Honor Club or call it Elite Honor Club or something? I mean, elite, yeah, Elite Club. Elite Club, right. I mean, if you want to have the honor in there for Ring of Honor too, like I said, Elite Honor Club or Honor of the Elite or, I, I, you know, I mean, in eight seconds, I've just come up with a few names you can use, Tony, and you can have them for free. I won't even sell them to you. Um, but hopefully they'll do something like that at some point. I, I, I think they're probably holding out to try to get on, um, like, well, I think it's going to be just Max, not HBO Max here later in the year. Um, they're making some shifts with that Discovery Plus. And I don't know. Maybe that's what they're trying to get. If they were going to set up their own AEW streaming service, it would seem silly to me to have AEW and ring of honor as separate entities for those streaming services just put them under one banner you'll get way more subscribers because you're giving a lot more content um anyways squirreled off there um revolution though i thought sounded like a really fun show and, I, and i'm a little bummed that i didn't get to see it but uh, life is what it is mjf and danielson everything i've read is that it's just an all-time classic um i've always thought mgf was very very good in the ring uh, obviously he's you know, lights out in promos and, and that sort of thing. So I've always thought he's good in the ring. Um, I think it's interesting that he's having his re-bar mitzvah next week. Um, we'll see what that plays out as. Uh, but to, to answer your question, you know, after Sunday, I would have thought Hangman Page and MJF would make sense as, as a double or nothing paper uh, main event, and they can still go there. They got plenty of time to, to shift gears. I didn't think we were still going to be doing anything with Page and Mox. Um, but I don't know. We just can't let that go for some reason. My, my only thing is if it, if it's, if the trios match isn't the end and that seems a weird ending after a Texas death match, what, what's the end? Like, what is the end game? Is it dark order in blood and guts against Blackpool combat club? That's like, I, I don't know what, where you go from a Texas death match. Um, and I don't know if it's blood and guts, who do you add because it kind of feels to me like Danielson is kind of doing his own thing, um, and, you know, and, and I haven't seen the promo yet. I've read, you know, his thing about I'm going, maybe it's time to go home. I, does he show up at Supercard of Honor? Is that what he means by home? Is Ring of Honor home? I could see Danielson being the kind of guy who wants to help revive Ring of Honor and help bring that, you know, really get that brand going again. Um, I... It, I don't know. So it seems like Danielson is kind of going and doing his own thing without a split from the Blackpool Combat Club. Um, and it's felt that way for quite a little bit here. I mean, he hasn't really been involved in any of their stuff for a little while. Well, um, and you mentioned mentioned blood and guts, which which could be logical. And and again, I don't know how they can still go for two two plus months and, and build <laughs> this. And then and, and like you said, with Dark Order, they can they can easily have five without without much 
you know, including Hangman Page. Blackpool Combat Club, on the other hand, you're going to have to figure out some other way, like similar to last year when they had Blood and Guts. But even before Blood and Guts, I would say Stadium Stampede or Asylum in the Arena, sure. something to that effect at, at Double or Nothing. So, yeah, so so then I'm interested because I also felt MJF Hangman was easily the the, the, the landing spot. Maybe not. Um if not, then what do you think? Because I, I have a, I have a, I have a thought, but I, I'd like to hear. You, you seem like you might have had an idea already in mind, and if you don't, I'm happy you to know, start. The only one that comes to mind, and you'll probably say something, and I'll be like, "Well, duh, there it is." Um, is Wardlow? Okay. And and I, that feels weird to say because they literally put the belt on him and took it off at him in three days. Um, and we can talk about that in a minute. But, um, I mean, M- Wardlow destroyed MJF the last time they, they faced each other. I mean, he squashed him like a bug. Like, it was like Wardlow Serpentico, basically. Which was what that story needed to be. That didn't hurt MJF clearly in any way, shape, or form. Um, so, I feel like you could try to reheat him. But, I, I, but right now, I feel like you'd have a lot of work. I, I don't, I'm more ugh, about Wardlow than I've been in a long freaking time. Um, and I was pretty high on him at one point. So we're gonna have a nice little chat here about Wardlow in one second. Before we jump into that <laughs> a little bit deeper, my my uh, guess was gonna be Adam Cole. Um, that would work. Yep. Yeah. So because <laughs> so he his and I just find that super interesting, just based on the timing of his return. And then there was a couple of kind of just vignettes in quiet weeks, and then he's like, "Yep, I'm coming back, but I'm not coming back until the end of March," which like again is just it like they're really drawing it out. Um, and then they're doing it. They're kind of tying his return in with the launch of the AEW All Access, which is really unique. Which I, I get, he and Britt Baker will probably be pillars of that show. To not abuse so, yeah. that word, but pillar is used a lot with AEW. Um, so having his return to the ring and that debut of that show on the same night makes sense. Um, so there's that. Um, we can maybe talk about other potential. Um, and I think we just did without without saying it. You know, Asylum in the Arena or Stadium Stampede. Could be hmm? Dark Order versus Blackpool Combat Club as a possible match that we find ourselves having in May. The other thing, um, and it's, it's too early to say, but the uh, the Owen Hart tournaments will be coming back. You would think uh, so. Right? I, you would think so, right? So yeah, they happened in in late April and May of last year, or maybe just all of May, with the culmination happening at Double or Nothing. So, um, all right. So w- let's talk about Wardlow, <laughs> um, man. <laughs> Like, such like so. I have a couple things, but first on the TNT title, like if if I'm a talent, I don't think I ever want to win this belt. Nope. Because (laughs) like it it doesn't mean, and it doesn't feel like it means anything. So I feel like you're gonna have which everybody, everybody which at one point it meant a lot. Yeah, yeah, and everybody who's won it, like I think, has benefited from it and has also given more prestige to the title. But it's like. It's it's like damaged goods in a way, which is super super weird to me when you think about like we said like when you think about the lineage and the start of that title a little bit um uh, not not a little bit a lot bit um of going the other way. So going back to like what you said, Wardlow and MJF that actually could be a really great match for Double or Nothing uh, and really could tie in a full year story. But you look at like Wardlow from May of twenty two to now. And I know, it, like, it's there's probably been some outside factors that have been involved. Uh, but yeah, if, if if you've ever wanted a, a case study on how to make someone 
rather ineffective when they could be a superstar. Like to me, that's this is this is the blueprint for that. It's it, it's mind numbing in a lot of ways. I I don't. Wardlow was white hot. Yeah. When you put him over MJF, then MJF cuts his promo the following Wednesday, and nobody's talking about Wardlow. Everybody's talking about MJF. Then MJF goes away for a few months, and you do next to nothing in a lot of ways to keep that momentum going for Wardlow. Like Wardlow had the rocket strapped to him. It felt like at that point. And I just, yeah, they played hot potato with the TNT title. Um, I hope Hobbs now hangs onto it for a little while. Did I, and not, not to pivot off of the Wardlow topic, but I think it opens up the door here too. Like I, if I didn't say last week when we did our picks, I, I, I was, I was, I was, I was almost ready to bet a month's salary that that Hobbs was coming out of Wednesday with the title because I because again we both picked Wardlow we were both right it, it was like all of the money and all of the build like was to Hobbs and so I'd rather have him there in that spot and with all of the things they've been doing for the last couple of months like I don't want to say rebuilding him because he hasn't needed to be rebuilt but again he's been one of those guys that's kind of been like kind of hovering right like but he's more homegrown. Like I think you could say Miro and powerhouse Hobbs could be like almost like equal footing in AEW, but they're not the same because Hobbs is homegrown and Miro has, you know, his pre AEW story. Hobbs also appears on TV. And... <laughs> that's, that's also very true. Um, I, yeah, I was ready to armchair book the entire TNT title division last week when, uh, when we made picks, and I'm glad I didn't. But I, I think I think you have a great opportunity now with Hobbs as champion with with a lot of good baby faces that can pursue him, um, and two 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 of the younger guys that are um, one one is called a pillar and one wasn't the pillar, but maybe will be is maybe will be maybe is maybe could be all of the above. Um, you know, if if you look at the next six months you could easily see those three and I'm talking about Jack Perry and Ricky Starks just to demystify the the wonder for anyone who's not picking up my breadcrumbs um like I think those are the guys that are there all of that being said that's not war go talk I wanted just to get that in um and then and then like yeah and I don't I forget if we said it before we started recording or not but QT Marshall is the guy right like like and and when I say like you're cooling him off even more like uh, I mean, he's not like. There's not to me. <laughs> like QT and Ward, you're stumbling Ward, all over your words, and that's exactly the right like, quote. But, and that's that's just it, right? Like, and so for for all of the great long term storytelling that AEW does, and I'm sure there's something in the backstory that happened seven months ago. Marshall did try to recruit Hobbs a number of months back yep. to the factory, which is a dead thing. Yeah. I, I mean, now here's, I have not seen how the end of, of dynamite plays out. I have, however, seen a picture of Hobbs holding AT&T title belt. Now Wardlow had apparently had his car broken into that morning or the night before. I can't remember which, and his gear was gone and, and the TNT title was stolen. And I, I do believe from everything I've read that that was a very real thing that happened. Like it was not storyline. They were not, they, they pivoted to the false count anywhere match because of that because Wardlow didn't have gear so he was going to have to wrestle in his street clothes so let's make it a false kind of anywhere which is a smart pivot by the way good good job on Tony Khan to go 
well, let's just do this and, and we can give a reason why Wardlow is, you know. And I like that Wardlow said, well, since I'm going to be wearing this stuff anyways, let's do it this way. Like that, it was a nice way to take a situation that was out of their control and take control of it, if that makes sense. But Hobbs did have a TNT title belt at the end of the night, correct? That is correct, yeah. So, I mean, and and obviously they have backup belts or they have the replicas or, or you know, they have options around that. Um, although smaller companies, I think, sometimes don't. I watched both GCW shows last weekend, or most of them, and uh, Joey Janela did not have his GCW Extreme title with him, and the crowd was just all over him about that. Um, chanting, where's the belt, where's the belt? And, um I don't know if he forgot it. I, I haven't heard more of that story, but um, anyways, uh, so Hobbs did have a title, but they, they didn't infer in any way that QT Marshall was the one that broken into Wardlow's car, did they? No, no. Okay, good, good. Because no. that would be really stupid um, since it's a real thing. that ha I mean, that would be trying to take almost too much control of the situation to now make it a storyline um, when it's a, a real thing. Um, and, and I hope they don't do that, but QT Marshall, I think they could, and, and they did a little bit with the factory, but they never got behind it in any way. Like QT Marshall as a manager or a coach, I know he does a lot behind the scenes for AEW. I know he's a very important part of the AEW machine, and that's great and, and good for QT and good for AEW. And I'm glad that he is so good at his job from everything I hear about that um, from, you know, podcasts and things that I listen to. Um, and, and as a manager, he's not a bad talker. He's not, you know, MJF, but he's not a bad talker. So I could see QT as a manager and and even managing Hobbs, although I don't think Hobbs needs it. Hobbs is fine on the mic. Um, but do something if you're... <clears throat> QT's been around too long and been de-emphasized for too long and unimportant for too long. You've got to do something to make him seem important over some time. Not just now you've put him with Hobbs and that makes him important. It, it doesn't work for me anyways that way. And, and and to that point, if he's not going to be going with Hobbs, which I don't think is at all necessary, and even though I think they could really craft that story and that narrative well, to have him not have someone that next week he brings out and is ready to be that foe for Wardlow this doesn't make sense right now. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I know, let the, <clears throat> excuse me, let the story play out, blah, blah, blah. And, and we will, but in this moment, our reaction in both cases of us is, huh? What? Um, I'm fine with Hobbs getting the title, uh, that I had heard from on the Sean Ross Sapp series of podcasts that they were, uh, they were definitely going towards a Hobbs push. Hobbs was in line for a big push, so this seemed very likely. Um, I, I feel like there could have been a way where you could have had Hobbs beat Joe for the title and then still had a final Wardlow-Joe battle. Like, Wardlow winning the title from Joe didn't have to be the end game in my mind. Uh, it could They could have just had a street fight or something to end it um, and have Hobbs take the title off Joe maybe, maybe before that. Um, but whatever, I just again it to to eliminate a little bit of the hot potatoing, and frankly, a little more of the yeah, Wardlow's not the guy, um, because you just proven yeah he beat Joe, but guess what? Yeah, yeah, it took two people and they power bombed him off the stage. I get all of that, but please don't have Wardlow beat Hobbs for the title like in three weeks at you know whatever named 
dynamite you're going to do in a few weeks. Um, Cause that feels almost like what's going to happen and just stop leaving on somebody for a little while. Like Cody Brody Lee, the, the first Darby Allen run, like those were all really important um, title wins and, and, and title runs, even Sammy winning it for the first time. And, um, and that's, that's almost like what I need to, I think they need to do is they need, and, and, I don't, and unfortunately I don't think it's Hobbs to be that guy. I actually think it's either Ricky Starks or Jack Perry, like to have them win the title and go, all right, I, I, let's talk about this. No one right. has, no one has held this title longer than a hundred days or whatever the number is. Right. It's my mission to defend this title regularly and be the longest reigning champion and then have someone go on a 290 day, 340 day streak where that title gets, you know, a dozen defenses, 15 defenses, and over 300 days. Um, so it actually means the title means something. And then the wrestler also then means more too. Yeah. I think Ricky Starks would be a great choice for that. Um, a, I think he could tell the story really well in, in the promos of it. Um, and, and B, I just think he's, you know, on that ascension. Um, although, and I know it's just, it is what it is. But when you go from Chris Jericho to Juice Robinson, for me, that's a step down. Um, hey, quit hating on Juice, man. I, I'm Juice <laughs> never been. A, I just, I'm not. I'm with you, dude. No, like it's like, and it's and it's kind of weird in a way because, like, Juice Robinson has a name. It's probably bigger in Japan than it is in the states. Oh, by far, with, without a doubt, right? And then, um, water's wet, Tom. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> And and his doesn't carry over the yeah. way like a Will Osprey does, who's yes. who's way over in Japan. But man, Will Osprey comes over, and you're like, heck yeah, let me see this. Um, by the way, Will Osprey mailings for WrestleCon, forty five bucks for a mailing autograph. I'm considering sending my figure in. Um, forty five is not bad. Um, anyways, sorry, squirrel aside. No, it's all good. Yeah, um, so yeah, so, he doesn't have that kind of cachet. Well, and I, and I felt like. It's not a long-term feud, but I could be wrong, right? Like with what with 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 my perception of Juice Robinson. And again, let's let's open Pandora's boxes like we do almost every week here. I own Juice Robinson in the fantasy league, so I want him to do well. So, uh, well, and the weird part is like they brought him in. Was it for Final Battle or Rampage or something? Like he had a Ring of Honor TV title shot, I think, against Joe. Yes, that's correct. Like when he first came in and it was like, okay, they're going to do something with him. You know, he's going to lose that opening match because I, I want to say it was with Joe. And, uh, you know, th then we're going to be off to the races. But then he's just worked dark at elevation. Um, you know, and I, I had to chuckle when they said like, that's Juice Robinson. He's been on a winning streak. And I'm like, on shows nobody watches though. <laughs> like, and I don't know. I mean, I know people watch them, but... Maybe it's because I don't, and and I shouldn't apply my watching habits to everybody, but I, I just think it's true. Um, so yeah, uh, Juice. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, Ricky Stark's going to win that feud. There's no question on that. He he should come out looking much better. Um, and Juice is a good worker, so it's another. You know, they should have some good matches. But when I saw that happen on Wednesday, I was like, wah wah. Um, I don't know. Again, give juice, build juice up a little bit and make me think that he's actually got a shot with Ricky Starks. Like, Oh, they have to build both these guys. So who are they going to have win? Um, and instead it's just like, well, 
they're not going to put Juice Robinson over there. They'll probably put him over once, you know, with a low blow or some, you know, shenanigan way of winning. But um, Annette did have a comment earlier, Tom. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club is going heel. Would a face Danielson return to face Blackpool Combat Club? That's an interesting idea and, and could definitely be a thing. Um, you know, Danielson Yuta, Danielson Claudio, and we've seen Danielson Mox a number of times, but those are always good. Um, well, and, de- and depending on how Ring of Honor shapes up with Supercard of Honor and where they go, like, you know, the question you have to begin to ask is, because uh, are, 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 I think there's value in Claudio and Wheeler being in both places, but they, ha- I think they have to pick one. They can't live in both worlds. So, although I find it interesting that it feels like they're trying to draw lines because from what I read, Claudio and Wheeler did not have their ring of honor titles with them Wednesday night. That is correct. Yes. And so that's interesting. Um, they also apparently edited last night and this, this isn't necessarily a, a AWROH thing. It's a storyline continuity thing. But they edited Samoa Joe's entrance really well so that it cut out the TNT title. Yeah. Uh, now, my argument would be you knew what you were doing when you taped Ring of Honor. You could have just not had him wear the TNT title out for that um, and not had to do edits. But um, because it's a Ring of Honor show and he just carries his Ring of Honor title. Although the King of Television gimmick, maybe he needed both of them. Um, so, but they, you know, storyline wise, they wanted to not show him with the TNT title, which I think is really smart. And not have to do the, well, this was taped a few weeks ago. Uh, make it seem like it's happening tonight, even if it's, everybody kind of knows it's not. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting, I agree, to see, especially with Claudio and Wheeler and and some other folks who are obviously working both. Um, how does that play out long term? Um, and especially post-Supercard. I, I think there's a very real possibility, at least in Claudio's case, that he does that he loses that title at Supercard of Honor. I think that's that's at least in the realm of possibility. Uh, Wheeler, it seems like, I mean, he lays out a challenge that doesn't get answered, I don't think, in the taping. So if that match happens, all bets are off as far as what happens at a pure title. So, um, yeah. and I'm really excited to see it. That's, what, that's the only thing that's no, all bets are off. So um, it'll be interesting to see. I... I love AEW. I'm enjoying what I'm reading about Ring of Honor. I have not. It hasn't made me want to plunk down 10 bucks yet. Um, I almost did last weekend because I had some time on Sunday during the day um, that I thought about doing. If they would have had a seven-day free trial or something, I would have jumped on it um, to watch last week's show. But uh, watch some other stuff instead. And, uh, And GCW was on in the afternoon on Sunday, so I was able to see most of that show. Um, in fact, all of that show I saw. It, it's uh, such an interesting comparison. You may recall last fall that I was so strong in my justification for HBO Max and a one-month subscription to make sure that I was able to watch Hard Knocks with the Lions. Basically, Ring of Honor TV is is not apples to apples, but it's a similar equivalent to to the same dollar amount for for a month and for for actually probably more content than what you got with Hard Knocks. And I haven't been compelled to do that. And again, that's not a knock at Ring of Honor. It's, it's just, I, and I and my and, and my entry point to this statement was going to be like, did you did did you or do you feel two hours of Ring of Honor TV every week is too much? Yeah, and I wonder if and and I listened last week on Fightful to Reg and Kate 
um, who were the two that did the post show and, and I'm, I'm downloading their post show this morning uh, to listen on the way to work for about last night's show. They, they pontificated for lack of a better word um, that maybe it's starting at two hours right now because they've got a lot of build and work to do to a establish some talents and B get Supercard of honor built um, in kind of a short time frame. And, and it does feel like, Maybe this all was supposed to happen a little earlier, but after Jay Briscoe's passing, they obviously had to do some kind of figuring and and you know re reevaluate at least the tag division, if not lots of other things. Um, and and working with Mark, you know Briscoe, and um, I think it's gonna be interesting to see if Mark Briscoe. I mean, they're talking about a lot about him on AEW too. Um, so so he's another one of those that's kind of living in both worlds. Um, so it seems like maybe this was supposed to start a little earlier, but maybe it'll start as two hours and maybe it will eventually become one hour. Yeah. Um, my wondering is, is the justification for it being two hours. A, you just did these massive tapings. It's easy to, it, it, your cost probably doesn't change much when you have everybody there, you tape it all and then you post-produce. And then also, is it a, is it a selling point in Tony Khan's mind or someone else's mind to go, Hey, we have to give them two hours of content for a lot of reasons, but it helps justify asking someone to pay ten dollars a month right and I, and I think that's i mean it's better value you know you're getting eight hours instead of four hours um and don't forget the catalog apparently, what's that <laughs> don't forget the catalog <laughs> that's right and the catalog um ian Riccoboni made the comment somebody had, had said something about a two-hour show and he said the beauty right now of not being on tv is they can actually make each week as long as they want like it could be a two-hour show one week it could be an hour and 15 the next week um, I think they're going to need to be careful about that. And I don't know that they have any plans to do that because at some point do people say, Oh, well, that sucked. It was only an hour this week. Like, I think they probably do need to stay roughly to a time frame. You know, 10, 15 minutes either way. I don't think it's a big deal when you're on a streaming sh service, but um, in general, I would be careful on that. Um, so anyways, Anything else about Revolution? I, I I know there's lots of things we didn't talk about as well. Ruby Soho turned heel. Uh, yeah, that's that that back. that was cool. Um, and I think more so the aftermath, like uh, her promo Wednesday, Wednesday was really good. Yeah, I did too. I did too. Um, I think we're not giving enough um talk right now to FTR, but yeah. it's not because they don't deserve it. I it's because I don't know. Like I from everything I've read, and I told you here before, I said if you haven't listened to the Dex podcast, FTR. Do that. It's great. It's been really entertaining. I just finished the episode about the Usos, and they 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 focus on the main topic, but then they have a lot of good offshoots, um, less like us in terms of squirrels, so they're a little more relevant. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, like really good. And like in that, like there was never any tease that he was coming back, and so like that was a great surprise. Uh, but all of that I've read as well, and who knows if this is true or not true that their contract status is not changed. They still have contracts that are going to expire in April. So are they back to come and put over the guns uh, with some finality and then we'll see what happens? Or are they gonna put over the guns and then re-up with AEW and then go a different direction? Um, that's gonna be really interesting to see. I don't think they're heading to WWE. At one point, I really thought that they were. Um, and even, even now, like I suppose they still could, I just from everything, uh, the, the opinions that Dax lays out on the podcast, um, he doesn't bury people, but he's 
he knows that he's not uh he doesn't have a fan in Vince McMahon. Um, and there's others, I think, in the company that he thinks or doesn't see eye to eye with. Yeah, and I I wonder if they've secretly re-upped and just nothing's really gotten out about it yet. But um I, I hope they have, because I think they if used correctly and AEW has kind of gone back and forth on how well they've used FTR. For a while, they were the hottest thing in the world. And then, you know, before that, they they weren't barely being used. Um, you know, I I think AEW is a much better fit for them. Um, maybe with some caveats that they can do some other indie stuff uh, from time to time. That would be kind of cool. You know, FTR showing up in GCW, I think, would be really cool for even just a few shows. Um, I mean... I would like to see FTR versus the Motor City Machine Guns. It's probably happened somewhere, but that would be really fun um, now that the Motor City Machine Guns have the titles. I would like to see FTR versus Jordan Oliver and Nick Wayne. I think that would be really fun. Um, you know, I, I know I mentioned GCW a lot, but I enjoy a lot of what I see in GCW. And um, I think there's some, I don't want to call them dream matches, but interesting matches that can happen uh, when folks show up over there. So I, I watched a lot of the second show of last weekend and it was really enjoyable. I didn't finish it, but I saw quite a bit of it. And you said you watched both. I just wanted to know, um, like Kingo and Alex Zane, I saw like the gif, the gif highlight that's everywhere. It's on Barstool. It's on all these different platforms. So it's getting a lot of buzz. How was that match as a whole? Uh, crazy. Um, just nuts. If like Kingo is, I mean, Dude, that dude is rocketing up my list of favorite guys to watch at this point. I mean, he is just crazy good. Um, I would really like to see some, the, the way that he uses the ropes is just crazy and, and interesting. And um, Commander does a little bit of that. Um, and Medalik has always been uh, the, the king of the ropes or whatever the nickname was they gave him. So like now that those guys are all, not in, you know, signed anywhere specifically. All the Metal League seems to be doing some stuff with Ring of Honor. Commander appeared on AEW, but he's not signed. Like, give me some matchups between those three guys. Like, that that would be really fun. Um, but no, I thought Zayn looked really good. Um, there were a few kind of hiccups in that match. But I think when you have two guys like that, there are going to be some hiccups occasionally. Because some of the spots that Vikingo does and, and Zayn are a little convoluted and you kind of got to set them up. Um, but when they pull them off, you're like, holy crap, that was great. There was a, a poison Rana that I think was supposed to happen off the top. And I think Zane just forgot to go with it. And so like Vikingo was supposed to be delivering the poison Rana and like he had scissors him and flipped backwards. And then they both just kind of stood there for, or stayed there for a second. Like, well, that didn't quite go right. And then they jumped mm. into something else. And mm. um, But all in all, it was really good. Um, and like I said, Vikingo, that guy is is crazy good. Um, and am, am I right in remembering Spring Break? It's him and Bailey. I want to say yes. And I, 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 I feel like they actually they just announced two, I think, for... It is him and Bailey, yeah. I think for the Atlanta show or the Orlando show, I think it's Vikingo versus Commander. So to, to, to your point about... So how I'm getting great, the match I want, all right. How, yeah, how great they are, so yeah. That's, you know... I, awesome stuff. And I think, if I remember right, isn't Vikingo coming to Warrior when you're seeing him? I didn't want to say it because I didn't want to be like, ha like, look yeah. at this, look at me, but and, yeah. And it's, it's like a three-way, like him and... Uh, I, I think it's just him versus Arez, which is going to be fine. Arez, like, that's right. That's and, right. And, and I say fine, but like, it's going to be good. It's going to be really, really good. Um, I'm actually doing the meet and greet for that 
now. So nice. um, I've never done a warrior meet and greet, but I, I think like all because of the meet and greet costs, like all your photos, like you get photos with everybody. I think so. Um, and maybe autographs. So um, thinking about my Eddie Kingston figure. Uh, yeah, there'll be, I think there should be a lot of photos of me with wrestlers after that event. <laughs> if, if, if I think, if I think I know what I think I know. Yeah, and I, don't, and I, and I think and you do. And I don't know a lot, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a little bit of time left, so let's pivot here to uh, WWE Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania The Build um, and what maybe you'll get added. So here's what I believe to be officially announced. Uh, I'm in that weekend, but there are 9,000 shows. Let me get to the right spot. Uh, Stand and Deliver right now, they've just announced two matches as of uh, this past week uh braun breaker will defend the nxt title against as we've been expecting for quite a while carmelo hayes uh that should be really really fun and then uh grayson waller will not face Shawn michaels we've been talking about this a little while back uh but kind of the guy that i just never even thought about but makes a ton of sense johnny gargano is coming in uh who of course waller took out when he left nxt and left wwe um, so that makes a ton of sense for Gargano to be the guy to come back. Uh, and, it, and it gives a big match for Waller at, at Stand and Deliver. So those are both really strong matches. Uh, Dragon Lee also made his debut uh, at NXT TV this week, just sitting in the crowd. We went back to the old NXT, have him sit in the front row and wave at people, uh, which they haven't done in quite a while uh, for debuts. So um, I thought that was kind of a, a fun little nod back to the old takeovers when you were like, Who's it going to be this time? You know, uh, Drew McIntyre or Keith Lee or whoever. Um, so, so who knows what Dragon Lee will do? I highly expect he should have a match at Stand and Deliver of some kind. I, I think Wesley and Dragon Lee makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, I think that's the direction too. Deliver. Yeah, yeah, that would be really good. Well, they've been really building the Wesley Open challenges, and yeah. um, it seems like if it doesn't happen sooner, like. Axiom is going to be one of those guys, and he, and he keeps kind of trying to get that spot, but he's been getting duped out of it, um, for lack of a better term. I don't see that it's Wesley Axiom at Stand and Deliver. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I agree. Although that's going to be really fun whenever it happens. Yeah, and, and and maybe it could, and maybe maybe that's where Wesley's bravado finally gets to him, because maybe he goes, hey, you know, you're great, but I well, want to keep this going, and then that's what Dragon Lee answers. Yeah. And that could be. And Axiom seemed to have a little bit more of an edge to him, too, lately. Um, so that, you know, we'll see where that leads. Um, tag titles. Gallus yeah. versus Pretty Deadly? I, I guess. I kind of wish it was something else. Like, I'm kind of yeah. ready for that story to be done. The, the tag division is just a little bit underwhelming, which is disappointing. Which I mean, is great, I, it, because the parts are there. Yeah. Like, you have Indusheer, you have the Creeds. Um and the funny part was when the Creeds were trying to find a tag partner for uh, Roadblock the week prior, before they ran into Braun Breaker and, and made that a thing, I was sure like they were going to be going into the match needing a partner, and, and this was going to be Roddy. Like I was like, oh, Roddy's coming back. Good. All right. That's what we were doing. And nope, that's not what we did at all. Um, Roddy, Roddy's still on a milk carton somewhere. So um, yeah, I thought that was the way for Roddy to come back. I'm, I'm a little sad it wasn't. Um, and maybe it is it's somewhere down the road, but Indusheer is is really, I mean, that would be a two big burly teams smacking the crap out of each other kind of match. Um, Gallus and them, uh, 
I, I guess it's because Pretty Deadly, I their characters just don't click for me. I know some people love them, and that's great, but they just they don't click for me. They they come off very, for me, they come off very fake, um, very overdone. Um, and I know that's part of the character. I get it, but I don't know. It just, meh, doesn't work for me. Uh, NXT women's tag titles. I feel like that story is more about Jensen and, and Kiana than anything with the titles. They almost don't mention that they're champs half the time. So, yeah. So, and, and did you watch uh, roadblock or you just rather, I've seen much of it. Okay. So are you, are you looking into what happened in the aftermath uh, of the title match, the, the main event? Where Roxanne collapses? Yes. Yeah. The Shawn Michaels, Yes. Uh, angle part two. Yeah, sure thing. Well, not his greatest hits. So, so the, que- the question is, do they run back Satomura versus Roxy, even though it was definitive, in my opinion, on Tuesday? Or or what do they do with Roxy? T- Tiffany Stratton made a comment at the beginning when she was doing her Tiffany's expose or whatever in the world that thing was at the beginning, um, where she said, and I'll see the winner at Roadblock. Or something to that. Or I'll see the winner at Stand and Deliver. Um, so I kind of had the feeling like, are we going to Roxanne Tiffany Stratton? And they clearly like Tiffany Stratton a lot. And I think she's got a future. I just don't know that they built her up enough to feel like a Stand and Deliver um, match for her yet uh, with the champ. But yeah, I mean, Satamara could make some sort of sense that literally it took every ounce of Roxanne's beating or Roxanne's whatever I want to say, uh, energy to, to beat her. Um, and you know, they, and they, they'd had those vignettes where she was having to train harder than she ever had before and having to do all of that. So I, I get what they were doing. It is just funny that Sean keeps running back some of his, uh, his own angles. Um, I, I laughed when Annette posted that, you know, Braun's going to lose his smile in two weeks if we're not careful here. Um, well, he's going to lose his smile when he <clears throat> loses the title to Carmelo Hayes. Spoiler alert: worry, he's he's going to Raw Monday, so we'll be fine. Right, I, I I think you're probably right on those on both of those. I I think you and I will be picking the same winner for that NXT title match. Um, because if not him, who like? Well, and don't forget, Jim Mello don't miss. That's a, he doesn't. And then you build somewhere down the road to Mello versus Dragon Lee, and. I fall in love with NXT all over again. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's stand and deliver feels, I mean, we're three weeks away from the show. We got a lot of build yet to do here, folks. And I know they have roadblock, and, and now I feel like the, the build really will take off because you had to get through roadblock. But um, And then Mania, uh, well, we've still got a little bit of time here. They've got seven matches, I think. Uh, officially announced, at least in in what I've got. Uh, they've got the SmackDown Women's Settle Match, of course, with Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, the Raw Women's Settle Match with Bianca and Asuka. They've got, uh, of course, the undisputed Universal Heavyweight Title Match, Roman and Cody. You've got Seth and Logan Paul, Austin Theory and John Cena for the U.S. title. Uh, the six women tag, Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita versus Bayley, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky, if that stays the way it does. And uh, then Brock and Omos and more. We've said some about that already, and we don't have a lot of time, so let's not worry about well, Brock and Omos today. And did you say Bray, Bray Wyatt, Bobby Lashley too? Uh, hasn't been officially announced, but sure, that that's clearly where they're headed. Got it. Uh, yeah. 
I think there's a few of those. Edge and Finn Balor hasn't been officially announced yet, but they're going to meet in the ring on Monday um, and, and apparently, you know, solidify this. I got to think there's a stipulation on that match, whether it is the rumored Hell in a Cell that was supposed to happen at Royal Rumble or some other last man standing or something. Um, it's got to be a, and it'll be 47 minutes because it's an edge pay-per-view match. So um, I'm not wrong, Tom. I'm not wrong. I know you're not wrong. I know you're not wrong. <laughs> um, any Anything else you're looking forward to being added or you're wondering what, what this guy or gal, like what are they doing with them at Mania? So, I mean, so it's, it's so interesting because in my opinion, like we are like three weeks away and that's kind of weird to think that you're three weeks away. And I feel like one of the best matches and top matches isn't already announced, but we are believe it's going to happen. That's going to be the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yep. So how, how, how quickly they get, like, and I love this. I, I loved every element of Monday when Sammy came to save Kevin again. And Kevin's just like, no dude, like I'm not, I'm not going back down this path. And he's, he's, he's doing that with his nonverbal, communication more so than anything else and and you just you really connect to it and then at the end of the show when you have jimmy uh or jay i'm sorry i'm forgetting i'm messing up the uso brothers um when when that whole end plays out and the the usos are are totally usy again and sammy zane's on the outside so uh so there's that i know cody comes to to tell him yeah yeah cody and kevin had been in the background having a conversation earlier in raw um yeah, interesting. Well, so so get prepared for those matches, which we know one is locked in, one is probably going to get locked in. And then Backlash, you have Cody, Sammy, and KO versus the Bloodline, you know, in a Puerto Rico street fight or some crazy thing. Hosted <laughs> hosted by Bad Bunny. Which hosted like, by yeah, Bad Bunny. You know, Maybe the special ref will be Carlito. There you go. He spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. That's right. Uh <laughs> Tonight on SmackDown, they're determining Gunther's uh, challenger. Most likely, I'm guessing it's Drew McIntyre, so that'll be cool. That should be a great match. I think there's at least a chance that there's some sort of weird – one of two things. Either there's some sort of weird non-finish, and it's Drew and Sheamus, like they both pin somebody or something, because I think that could be a three-way. Or I could see some sort of weird non-finish, and you make make it a six- or eight-way ladder match. I hope they don't do that because they have a habit of doing that. And I wanted to see Gunther in a match at WrestleMania. I don't want to see him in a ladder match. Yeah. Um, Uh, Rousey and Shayna challenging for the tag belts on one of the nights, probably uh, night one. If if you push the three or this, the trios match tonight too. And and then that, that I imagine the titles flip on night one. Maybe, maybe, maybe damage control is the reason why they flip to give more credence to the match happening on night two. Cause there's already, there's already good, good, um, there's already good momentum behind it, but that would just take it to one more level, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think those are all very, very real and very possible. Um, I feel oh, Dom and Ray. Yes. Um, yeah. Or or I think maybe what we're headed to is Dom and Damian Priest against Ray and Santos. Okay. I mean, uh, I still want to Dominic and Ray singles match. I think that'd right. be incredible. Right. I, I I want that as the singles match, and then give me the tag match, maybe a backlash. Um, or, or on a SmackDown, like I'm fine with that tag match. I like that they're doing something with Santos Escobar. Um, I'm curious if Raul Mendoza and, uh, or excuse me, Cruz del Toro and, uh, Joaquin Wild are 
baby faces now too. Like we haven't seen them in a little while. So I don't know. Interesting. But it did say, I noticed last week on SmackDown under Santos on the little nameplate that came up when he was in the back, it did say Legato del Fantasma at the bottom. So they're still a thing apparently, but interesting to see. Uh, but yeah, Ray and Dom seems like it ought to happen um, at Mania. And, and I would prefer the singles match. Um, maybe with Santos in Ray's corner to negate the Judgment Day or something like that. Um, of course, Damian Priest would be the only one left without a match then from the Judgment Day, which is a little bit sad. Um, unless you did Damian Priest-Santos as a, like, during the kickoff or something. Um, you know, that's that doesn't feel WrestleMania-worthy, and yet it's two guys I really like, so let them go out there. I bet they could have a really good match because um, I think they're both really good. Does Johnny Gargano get a spot on Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania? I don't think so. Unless it's in a Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Okay, because I thought I thought I read at some point potentially like this whole Nikki Cross thing with Candice was going to lead to Eric Young's return and Sanity coming back. And so yeah. Eric Young... He's mentioned Nikki that versus... all her friends left, so I think it could. Yeah. Although there was a Bray Wyatt skit uh, where seemingly a female's hands alexa perhaps were playing with two of the undertaker wwe superstars figures um and there was a voice that was i can't remember what he was saying but um it, it sure sounded like eric young's voice so could eric young factor into the slowest burning freaking story ever that goes nowhere the bray wyatt i i've enjoyed the bray wyatt thing but man i am starting to get on that point of do something <laughs> like do something and it's so clear that uncle howdy is bo dallas and i'm so disappointed by that still um maybe just leave the mask on i don't know i don't know um just leave the mask on please i mean bray's not even coming off as like spooky supernatural now he's just kind of coming off like an a jerk like just messing with Bobby Lashley. Like, you went you went from ominous and supernatural to just a jerk. Like annoying. Um it's weird. It's so weird. I, I did see uh just throw this out there, and I feel like this would be out of way left field. But Dave Mel according to something I saw online, now I have not uh found Dave Meltzer's actual report or quote. Um there is still a chance that they're going to do L.A. Knight versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Okay. Talk talk about, like, you're, like you book wrestling on paper, and you're like, this sounds like fun. Nothing against either guy, right? But, like, Steve Austin did what he did with Kevin Owens last year. That needs to be the, the swan song. They apparently offered Steve Austin both Lesnar and Reigns uh, this year for Mania. And Reigns... Austin, I think, could have been very interesting. Uh, Lesnar, <laughs> Steve Austin said neck fusion. There ain't no way he's wrestling Brock Lesnar. Oh, there, there, and there's a long term build for that bad boy. Right, right. Uh, Annette says not happening on on LA Knight and uh, Steve Austin. I've been a big LA, LA Knight fan for a long, long time, and I think, I, I honestly, I think he kind of carried the Bray Wyatt thing. Um, I, I would have rather had honestly, I would have rather had LA Knight be the host for WrestleMania. I think that would have been a really good spot for him to be able to come out, do some promos, do some talking. Um, 
kind of be the GM, like the host kind of is for WrestleMania. I The Miz does nothing for me as the host. I think that was a Lifetime Achievement Award given to him because uh, they had nothing for him on the show. Um, I, I think LA Knight as the host would have been really fun, um, but that's not what they're doing. I, I, I doubt they're doing this Steve Austin thing, but, you know. Melcher's been wrong before. Okay, well, let's just leave it at that. Um, anything else you want to cover, uh, Tom, before we mosey no, on our ways? No, I'm excited for, for that weekend. It's going to be crazy. Uh, even though I think my Wolverines are not in the NCAA tournament and would have had a really, really, really long shot chance of being in the Final Four that weekend. That's also the Final Four weekend. So my two of my favorite passions uh, – you know, and still play basketball and March Madness and WrestleMania, uh, the collaborative events of all of that weekend, all happening that weekend. Um, going to make for, all, I don't know, like, I just wish I could clone myself and, like, my clone could go and watch wrestling and basketball um, or one could watch wrestling and digest that and process that and the other could do the family stuff. And But, you know, that also sounds kind of science fiction-y and I don't want to also be in that space. <laughs> oh, so There we go. The, the Twilight Zone in Michigan. And then you're like two spot monkeys, but then it's like, like then there's two of me. Like it's you, me, and me. I did love um, who. Oh, on the GCW show, there was somebody who had spot monkeys that came to the ring with him. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on it. You didn't catch this, did you, John? No, no. Nope. Somebody had spot monkeys. There were three of them, not two, um, but they were actually people in monkey gear okay um, not space monkey though no 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 not space monkey um well that's nice i searched gcw two spot monkeys and two spot monkeys live is a lot of what uh came up um i can't think of who it is anyways i'll i'll figure it out um but when i heard it i was like promo opportunity hang on what are we doing here <laughs> like we need to get a we need to get a sponsorship in gcw um, well, uh, our current plan has us, uh, recording next week, I believe, uh, at our normal here in Friday morning time on the 17th. Does that sound right to you, Tom? It does. Yep. Um, uh, and we're still working out some, the 24th, I think we're, we're good as well. Um, that, that is also correct. Yeah. I, and, and I will then, be, I will be also in witness protection next week, Friday. Uh, okay. If everything goes according to plan, which just sounds really weird to say that, I'll be I'll still be a witness protection program <laughs> if everything goes according to plan. Everything goes to plan. <laughs> if it doesn't, it'll be one spot monkey um, because that means something went terribly wrong in witness protection. Um, and then uh, stay tuned for WrestleMania weekend, where we we are juggling a lot of things to figure out when to record. Obviously, we we don't want to miss recording that weekend, um, but but we just got to juggle some stuff. So stay tuned for if you, for those of you who do like to listen live, uh, we'll try to get info out on when those will be live. Uh, and then of course we'll push them out to the podcast platform as quick as we can uh, as well. And this will be on the podcast platform later on, on Friday evening. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you for listening on that feed. If you're watching us on YouTube, thank you for watching us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, click, you know, rate, review, all those good things um, help our algorithms uh, show up a little more uh, for people to find us if you want. So, Tom, any last words of wisdom other than uh, we hope you're still in the witness protection program? 
So far, so good. Uh, they've not uh, knocked down the door this morning yet. Um, <laughs> knock on wood. Uh, I was yeah. hoping that wasn't the door. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Cliffhanger. Where will Tom be? <laughs> yeah. So uh, a quiet, relatively quiet wrestling weekend this weekend as compared to before. But I think it'll be cool to reconnect next week and kind of just like talk about just like the general ongoings of wrestling, the continued build for the WrestleMania weekend events. Probably maybe we'll spend a little bit more time. Uh, we'll have three weeks of Ring of Honor TV, like kind of under um, under our belts, whether we've seen them or or, not, or reviewed them all, but. We can maybe talk about Supercard of Honor and kind of how we see that uh, coming together. I know there's, I don't think it hasn't been formally announced yet. Maybe the main event. Um, Has, I don't, I don't believe unless it gets announced today, which okay. I'm kind of thinking that we should start now seeing some official announcements. Now, that like, yeah, there, I no, yeah. So it's it's like a, the official announcement means there's a graphic and there's no right. graphics. So yeah, I guess that's the world we live in. Oh, absolutely. Well, everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy whatever it is you're doing this weekend. And uh, we'll be back to see, see or talk to you all <laughs> next week with more Two Spot Monkeys Live.